Praise God. Praise God. We come to bless the Lord tonight, haven't we? What a mighty God we serve. You can be seated. I want to say that it's my honor to be here uh, with all of you wonderful people. And uh, we uh, love Brother and Sister Cox, their family. Glad of the way God is using their son, giving them great revival and victory doing wonderful things. Um, Brother Sister Cox has been very special friends of ours for a number of years. Preached for us, always been a great blessing, his ministry in our church. And um, we're just glad to hear the good report of what the Lord has already been doing. And I walked in here today and I could just feel the presence of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord so close and to see this beautiful plant that you folks have. What a wonderful church. And it just it just looks like Brother and Sister Cox. Everything's so neat and, and nice and beautiful and decorated so nice. And God has certainly smiled on this church, hasn't he? He told me a little bit of the history and he came here and what the Lord has done since they've been here. You know, that's enough to shout about. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. You know, what y'all got here is a bright, shining light in this city. So you folks here of this church, you certainly have so much to thank God for and be proud of and rejoice about. Now, God has blessed you so much with the leadership that you have. Thank God. You know, a church is not going to go anywhere without a leader. You got to have a man of God, and somebody with a burden and a love for the kingdom of God, and and, uh, and that's what you have. My, what great service it's already been here tonight. Shouting, be no preaching. Amen. It's feeling mighty good. Always dancing, praising, glorifying God. My goodness, what great music y'all got. Great. Lord, have mercy. Y'all can cut that off. Jesus, surely you don't look that bad. Uh, but y'all are blessed. Blessed abundantly, aren't we? Amen. I love living for God, don't you? Happy about this Holy Ghost. Amen. It's good life the Lord's given us. Amen. And it's good to be here with all these ministers that come and we're looking forward to hearing Brother Godair. He always blesses us. We love him and respect him. And uh, I won't ever forget something your your brother told me, Brother Godair. And I thought it, if anybody knows uh, someone, your brother knows them. And uh, in fact, they just passed her, I think, about 30 miles apart. And he said, uh, you know, Brother Holmes... Brother Godare, when I think of the Apostle Paul, he said, I think he, Brother Godare, is a modern-day Apostle Paul. And uh, that touched me deeply. And what a blessing that uh, to have a man and know a man that loves this truth and leader in Pentecost like Elder Godare tonight. Praise God. And then he raised a daughter. Brother Betts preaches, but his daughter really does sing. His wife is a great singer. Yeah. 
hear her before you shut this meeting down, I can tell you. Amen. Well, Brother Betts is a good preacher, too. That's part of the benefit of getting him. And then there are two wonderful children. We had them about, uh, six months, pretty close to six months, preached a revival for us. It was a great blessing, and it's a great blessing to be here tonight. Praise God. Well, I hope I don't uh, confuse you. I hope the Lord helps us give some direction in your life and and uh, be a blessing to you. Uh, got a little girl confused me the other night. We were coming out of a banquet, and, and the parents and I were walking along. In fact, it was Brother Hanby, and uh, we were going, they were headed down to the nursery to get their little four-year-old girl, and uh, this little girl, she uh, she gave me a, a card, and a Christmas card, and she said, Brother Holmes, I, I did this just for you, four years old. So I could just see in her eyes, she really had a message. She really had something to tell me, and I opened it to, to read it, and uh, and it was just scribbling just marked all over it. And so I, I, I stopped and I said, well, well honey, what, what does it say? She said, I wrote it in Spanish. So when I get through preaching tonight, you may think I'm preaching in Spanish. But anyway, I want to obey the Holy Ghost. And uh, again, I'm honored to be here, Brother Cox. God has I tell the Lord he's just been too good to us. What do you think about the Lord? That's the way I feel about him. God has been so wonderful and blessed us so abundantly. Amen. Well, I'll read a couple of verses of Scripture from Genesis, the third chapter, and the 18th verse. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to them, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field, and in the sweat of thy face shall thou eat thy bread till thou return unto the ground. Amen. Pray with me right now. Lord, in Jesus' name, we believe you tonight that you would have your way, that we would speak something to help encourage a precious saint to live for you. God, we believe you to do it. I ask you in faith and in confidence, God, we bless your righteous name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You can be seated. I want to preach to you by the help of the Holy Ghost, and that is the blessing of the thorn. The blessing of the thorn. God doesn't do anything by accident. Everything God does and everything God does in our life, there's purpose behind it. Many times we're just confused by things that happen in our life. And we're certainly confused by the thorns in life that we have to deal with. When God put Adam and Eve in the garden, you know, it was a perfect place and a wonderful place. And then they took that long fall, and after they took the fall, then God, in his great wisdom, no accident, it was in the wisdom of God that God said, I'm going to now put thorns and thistles in your path. 
I'm going to put them in your life. They could not seemingly serve God whenever there was no thorns or thistles. I want to warn you something. You're most likely time to backslide and get away from God is in the most prosperous days and times of your life. One of the dangerous times to get away from God is when you're on vacation. Go places you wouldn't have went if you'd been at home. Look at things you'd looked at that you would not have done at home. Get on the internet. Get on the trash that you wouldn't have done if you'd have been at home. It's an amazing thing that when we have just a little bit of, we can breathe and uh, we're blessed that it's, it just, it, it's too many times it takes us the wrong direction. And we think that if I did not have these thorns, I'd really live for God. But the truth of the matter, it was the wisdom of God that understood that you know what I'm going to have to do to man? I'm going to have to do what I don't want to do to him. But I am going to have to put thorns and thistles in his life. And from that, from those things, the thorns and thistles, he will come to me and he will serve me and he will live for me. So I'm going to put these things in his path. We fight them, we resist them, we do everything in our way to get rid of them. We get confused, we get aggravated. Sometimes we even point our finger at God, why did this have to happen and why did this come our way? Why are we having this problem? Anybody ever been there and done that? And why is it so severe? hear people say, you know, all I've ever done is tried to live for God. I have people in the church that make that comment to me. All I've ever done is tried to live for God. Look at me, Brother Holmes. Look at what has happened in my life. And I'm just confused. Well, I trust that the Holy Ghost will help us for a few minutes here tonight. That it could speak to all of our hearts that the blessings, there is a blessing in the thorns and there is a blessing in the thistles. God did not put it there to cause us to stumble and fall, but He put it there for a purpose. And when that purpose is fulfilled in our life, it does not destroy us. It enriches our life. And if you can understand this concept, you will not resist it, but you will will even appreciate the thorns in your life. And you will receive them, and you will be glad for them because you... Know that it is the hand of God helping you. I'm glad God loves us tonight. He did say, those I love, I will. He will will chasten because he loves. I'm glad I'm his child. I tell him sometimes, you sure must love me, Lord. Amen. What about you? Aren't you glad of his love? Aren't you glad of his mercy? Aren't you glad of his grace? Aren't you glad of his help? Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Thank you for your faithfulness. And you may even question what I'm preaching about tonight. I don't know what you come expecting, but I came down here and stayed a while at this church and prayed and sought the Lord, and this is what the Lord laid upon my heart. And I think if we can understand this, it will help us to grow and to be what God 
has in mind for us to be. He never intended these trials that get in our way that it would cause us to stumble and to fall. Amen. The difficulties we have, the problems we have financially and health-wise and and problems in life that we encounter as we travel this journey and living for God, it was never meant to hinder us. It was to become a stepping stone to make us stronger and more powerful and closer to God. What blessings God has sent upon us and what a blessing that it is to serve the Lord and live for God. When you look at the lives of such great men as the Apostle Paul, he said, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance. There's a danger of abundance. His was an abundance of revelation. Ours is too many times is abundance of things and blessings and toys and all the things that come our way. He said, There was a danger that I would become exalted through all of this that God had showed me and the things that God had given me. He said, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. He goes on to tell us how he sought the Lord, that the Lord would remove this. He said unto me, the ninth verse, by my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, everybody say most gladly. Tell you what, he understood what he was dealing with. He understood the blessing of the thorn in his life. Because he said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. What a a level. What What a place. Hey, this is what I'm still reaching for tonight. I still get confused by these thorns and trials and problems that I face. But this was a level of revelation that the Apostle Paul had that God wants to give all of us tonight as we stop and look at this and listen to the Word of God. Therefore, he said, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, Then I am strong. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Speak to our heart, God. Take us to a new level, Lord. So many people, when the chastisement of God is upon them, instead of them growing and drawing closer to God, They become embittered and they allow things to get in their spirit, in their heart. When God did not mean it for a stumbling stone and to destroy them, God meant it that I'm going to make them stronger. I'm going to make them more spiritual. I'm going to bring them to a new relationship 
with me. Help us, God, that we can reach this place in God. There's backsliders, no doubt, in this city like it is back home. And if you talk to them, they'd say, well, it just didn't work for me. You preach prayer to them and they prayed a little bit and then they fainted when they had a trial or a problem and the thorn was sticking them. They turned and went the other way because they could not understand that it is the hand of God to bring us into this relationship with Him. i got a question for you. How deep does a thorn have to stick? I don't believe that God gets glory out of chastening us. I, don't, I think that He compared Himself like earthly father that wants to bless His children. Don't think there's a dad that's in his right mind that enjoys punishing his child. And God, I do not believe, I believe it is his will not to withhold no good thing from them that walketh uprightly. But in all this, we're all human and we all get confused. And so God has to deal with our spirit and God has to chasten us to keep us in line. Now, my challenge to me is this, and I trust you'll do the same. Lord, I want to get it right, and I want to keep it right. Hey, I love the blessings of God. I'm living on the blessings of God. I can stand everything but failure. I can't take that. Some people get comfortable with it. They're satisfied. Well, just, you know. That's just the way it went. Just bad luck. Oh, no. Amen. I believe God loves His children. Amen. I believe we're the church that's come out of the wilderness. And God told them, I'm going to carry you to a land that flows. Everybody say flows. Not just a stream, not just a little bit, but it was going to flow your way. I believe it is the perfect will of God to bless us like that. I believe it is His will to open the windows of heaven and pour us out blessings where there's not room enough to receive. Hallelujah. Everybody clap your hands to the Lord. Speak to us, God. Amen. I want to tell you something. I don't believe you have to chase blessings. I believe blessings come your way. I like it. Brother Abraham, when he told Lot, he said, Lot, you choose. I'm going to get blessed regardless of which way I go. Amen. <laughs> I ain't got to figure all this out, Lot. You figure it out. You're the smart one, Lot. You go ahead. Amen. The blessings are up. Hey. The blessings are on the children of God. And you don't have to chase blessings. You don't have to worry about blessings. And I, I'll tell you what, Brother Cox, you've got a great church here. Amen. You ain't got to worry about really growth. You just keep praying, shouting, talking in tongues. Because you can't give nobody the Holy Ghost anyway. You can't convict well. Amen. I, I know this wasn't what you were wanting to hear, but I, I can't help it. 
Amen. I'm just going to tell you how I feel out of my heart. Amen. Thank God for the truth. Thank God for the message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, it's like trying to run around an oak tree and say, grow, 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 oak, go. Hey, you ain't got to worry about the oak tree. It's going to grow. All oh, it's going to grow. God's got his hand on it. Well, praise God. God's got his hand on his church. God's got his hand on his people. Hey, you ain't got to worry about it. It's going to work. Amen. All the commotion we can make is not going to stop it or start it. Hallelujah. We just got to live for God and stay full of the Holy Ghost and keep loving the Lord. Devil, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You can be seated. In fact, you can get all caught up with that to the point you get discouraged. Well, when is it going to happen? Well, it's happening right now. Quit worrying about when it's going to happen. Amen. Hey, I want to tell you, you, you hear all these great stories, and, 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 and sometimes they're embellished. Amen. Hallelujah. They fix, they tell things, but... Uh, you know, well, hallelujah. All I know to do is just be me and tell you what's in my heart. Hallelujah. The devil's a liar. Amen. Uh, brother, go there. Uh, amen. We'll pray. Well, hallelujah. I got somebody helping me. <laughs> Woo! Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, bless the name of the Lord, bless the name of the Lord, bless the name of the Lord, bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We serve a good God. I'm in love with Him, aren't you? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I just believe with all my heart, if I do the will of God, everything's going to be all right. God's going to work out all the details. God's going to fix all the problems. If I can just figure out why I've got the thorn. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I thank God for revival. I thank God for every person I've seen get the Holy Ghost. Amen. I've watched the hand of God work. I know what God can do, but it don't happen overnight. It, it's, it's amazing how it happens. You just keep focused. You just keep loving God. When you got a thorn in your flesh, you find out why you got that thorn. You get that thing out of you. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Why am I being gouged? It may be many times it's, it's a lack of a prayer life. It's a lack of a relationship with God. Hallelujah. I want to get to the place, God, you don't have to gouge me too hard. The thorn don't have to stick too deep until I, I, I dig it out. 
I was raised in that old-time Pentecost. I had an old-timey grandmother, Grandma Clark. That was my mother's mother. Brother, she just believed with everything that when, when problems or something would come up, that you'd just pray and you'd pray and you would pray and pray until you found the reason. And when you found the reason, you got it right. And when you got it right, the victory come and the glory fail. Hallelujah. Hey, folks, it's a good life living for God. Amen. It's a blessed life having this Holy Ghost. Amen. We're blessed of God. He don't want us about to have a nervous breakdown. Living on the edge. Scared for our life. Hallelujah. we got a good God. We've got a wonderful God. Hallelujah. If we'll walk with Him and serve Him, He'll keep us. challenge. How hard will it have to prick us until we... You know, I, I think it's just really simple things. It, it's simple things that that God's talking to us about. Simple. You know, we, we want to make it something way out there. Woo! Some great revelation. I think it's simple things. I think it's simple as loving your brother. I think it is simple as loving one another. I think it is as simple as loving your enemies. You're hitting a new level in God when you can truly love your enemies. Jesus spoke those words that, you know, it used to be that you love your friends and hate your enemies. He said, that's, that's not the way it's supposed to be. You're going to love your enemies. You're going to love those that persecute you. You're going to love those that talk about you. You're going you're gonna to love them. He said, it's going to be like I do. He gave an example of how it's supposed to be. He said, I let it rain on the just and the unjust. People that's taken my name in vain, I let the blessings flow. I let my hand bless Brother, help us, God. Amen. It's a beautiful day when we get rid of revenge and vengeance and get even. And we pray for our enemies, all right? And it's like this. I hope they get cancer. I hope they go broke. Amen. But it's a beautiful day in your life when you can... Look at your enemies and say, I hope God blesses them. You're talking about setting you free. People that have done you so wrong that you can truly love them and feel sorry for them and pray for them. You're talking about setting a church free. That's when a church gets free. When you don't hate nobody. You don't hate the church down the street. You don't hate nobody on the other side of the world. You're not worried about any of them. You're worried about one thing. I want to be blessed and I want to walk with God and I want to get this thorn out of my side. Where I can have the blessings of God upon my life. I want His blessings. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'll tell you what, I have pastored people that had rather keep their bitterness than to have a blessing. You know, I'm human too, and I would love to hold some things against some people. And I'd love to get even with some folks. Oh, yeah. But I'm telling you, I am a spoiled child. And when I think about giving up blessings to try to get even with somebody, that does not sound like a good trade-off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, it's too good, too great. It's too sweet. It's too wonderful. There's too much victory. Been blessed too much. Hallelujah. Take this whole world and just give me some more of this tambourine and hallelujah and freedom in my soul. Victory in my heart. Man, I'm not going to hate nobody. I'm going to love everybody. I'm going to love everybody. I don't care what they do. Our brother Cox and I were talking today, and I told him the philosophy of my dear old dad, and it was this. A.O. Holmes. He said, I love everybody, and I believe everybody loves me, and I don't care what they say. Now, you whip that. You stop that. You know, it's so sad when we allow little people to control us. But when you allow these things to get in your heart, you're only a reaction to their action. How pitiful. Hallelujah. Help me, God. There's a reason for the thorn. If I can find the reason for the thorn, and then I can get God to pull it out of me. And then not revert back to where I was at. Our memory is short-lived. So somebody told the church this here a while back. I said, I know right now where I could go in this city. And 200 people would want the Holy Ghost. That's right. Right now. And they acted just like y'all are acting. They didn't believe me. But I know where they're at. They're right over at Pulaski County Jail. You ever been to a jail service? You ever been to a prison service? I'm telling you, every one of them in there will pray. Tears will stream down their face and drip off their cheek. Big old tough. Robust men, mean as they can be, but they're locked up in jail, and, and they they will, they will pray. And we have jail service, and we go to the prison, all that, and we're going to keep on. But about 99% of them, when you let them out, they cannot find the church. They're right back where they were at. Sad, isn't it? I got young men we've raised in the church. Good guys. I'm telling you, they cannot stay out of the jail. They can't stay away off of drugs and dope and crazy stuff. And they'll go back to that jail and they you go to visit them. I went about a couple weeks ago, went to see one 
when I get back, Brother Holmes, I'm going to live for God. I said, you will if you don't go back to where you've been. But if you think you can hang out with that crowd and do right, you're wrong. You're going to be right back down here again. He didn't like what I said, but it was the truth. As long as the thorn is there, they're ready to pray. You take the thorn away, who needs God? You know what? God told the children of Israel. He said, I'm going to find out whether they will follow me out of this wilderness into the promised land. And the way I'm going to check them out is I'm going to allow manna to fall out of heaven. And it will tell me whether they will walk in my law or no. That's the way the scripture says. Because I'm going to send this manna out. And for six days they will gather. And on the sixth day they'll gather enough for the seventh day. And this will tell me whether they will follow me. And of course, they couldn't get that right. Give us this day our daily bread. It's easy to quit praying. It's not hard to pray when you're looking at hospital, funeral home, financial problems, grandchildren problems, children problem with your children. It's not hard to pray. But the thorn has to just Oh, and what's sad thing is for a lot of people, it still don't stop them. They go into bitterness and, and lose completely their walk with God. Help us, God, in Jesus' name. Isn't it amazing? This, this is the one of the most amazing couples verses of Scripture in the Bible. Who in the days of his flesh, when he offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared, though he was a, were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he, everybody say suffered. Help me, God. I just wonder how much have we learned from the things that we have suffered. Too many times it is a repeat lesson. It's like the children of Israel again. We go right back around that same mountain again. Same identical thing back around. Hey, folks, I don't want to just live around the mountain. I want to go on to the promised land. God's got such great victories. The devil's a liar and the truth is not in him. I believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I thank the Lord for this power of prayer. And just, just loving him and fellowshipping with him and living for him. What a blessing it is. What a blessing it is just to live for God.
then watch God add the wonderful benefits and blessings to the Lord, to us. Amen. What a blessing it's been. Here's a reason to pray. He said if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. If we would judge ourselves, there's not a better time of judging yourself than when you're in the presence of God and you can't feel anything. There's not a better time to judge ourselves than when we're in a prayer meeting and we can't break through. That's a good time to start, well, hallelujah. I still believe it ought to flow with milk and honey. And when it doesn't flow, there's got to be something has got it stopped up. And if we can get the stopper out, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love it, 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 I love it. We can just judge ourselves when we're praying. We can't break through. Now, we teach sinners when you come to church and you start praying for the Holy Ghost. We tell them repentance is a really important thing. That's what charismatics don't believe in, charismatics and all the people. They don't believe in repentance, but we do believe in repentance. We believe it's miraculous. It's just like getting the Holy Ghost. It's a miraculous experience, repentance is. Because it'll start working on you way before you get to church. People that are candidates to get the Holy Ghost, they're coming and they've already quit things. They, they just all at once something comes over them and they say, I don't want to look at that anymore. I don't want to go to those kind of shows. I don't want to, I don't want to listen to that kind of talk. I, it, it, it offends me. And then they get rid of those things and God fills them with the Holy Ghost and they're shouting, dancing, happy in, in God. Amen. You know why? Because they were judging themselves. And God was dealing with their heart. He said if we would do it, if we would judge ourselves, then we would not have to be judged because he said when I judge you, I chasten you. Hallelujah whole lot easier to check your oil every day than it is to blow up your engine and have to have an overhaul every day, every day, searching our heart, searching our spirit, that our spirit would be right and the anointing of the Holy Ghost can be upon our life. Hallelujah. Thank God for the power of prayer. When you're praying, you're judging your spirit. Hallelujah. When you're praying, you're judging your spirit. Judge your spirit. That's why it's so important for all of us to pray. And when we pray and we can't feel God, my goodness, what, what, how did we get Him in the beginning? 
repenting, getting things out of our heart, getting our heart right. And then God would fill us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We'd go to talk it in tongues and receive the joy of the Holy Ghost. What a blessing it is. Hallelujah. And then we live for God for a while and we have no joy. We don't have that anointing in our life. The blessings of God are not there as it was when we began. And we fail to go back and just take inventory all over again of our heart until we get our heart right with God where His blessings can be up on us. Oh, Jesus, thank God. Back several years ago, we started having prayer meetings at church, 5.30. And uh, it would go, you know, it went for, started out, maybe there were 50 people. Finally, it tapered off, as so often prayer does. You know, I've watched this, that uh, I watched it as a boy growing up. My dad, pastor of the church, every time something trouble would break out, they'd start that old-fashioned prayer meeting back up. And they'd have a chain of prayer. And they'd one take from one to two, two to three. Everybody raise hand. Many times put it on a chart. They'd check it off. Then have fast day, who will fast Monday, who will fast Tuesday. Chain of fasting. And the thing that burdened my heart, I said, what would happen if you never stopped praying? If you never stopped fasting? If you, if the church always fasted every week? Somebody said, that don't sound like much. Well, stop and think. If you do it every week, it's 52 days a year. Um, a month and a half, you've given up eating. If you do it right and do it unto the Lord, it's a tremendous sacrifice. And I like those consistent sacrifices. So anyway, we started and it tapered off. And I said, well, I'm not going to stop. I got mad then. It's good when you get provoked. And I got provoked. I said, I'm not going to stop praying. So then I I got down to about three and four coming. And, uh, and they were going to sleep. And I was trying to make it sound like a prayer meeting. I was getting hoarse. And that just made me that much matter. And I said, well, I'm, not, I'm sure not going to stop praying and having a prayer meeting. And we just persevered right on through it. And uh, I'm going to tell you, the byproduct of a church praying is what everybody wants. it brings old-fashioned revival. And you don't have to pump it up. You don't have to try to make it happen. It just happens. It's like these clouds. When they get heavy and they get full, the atheist can go out there and shake his fist at it and say, you don't rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Nothing on earth can stop God from working. 
The only problem is we're not sending up enough moisture. When we send it up, brother, it's going to come back down. And revival is going to break out. Hallelujah. So I just trust tonight that I can encourage every saint, and especially this local church, don't be weary in well-doing. Man, it looks like to me you're just doing outstanding. Don't get weary. And don't get worried about it. God has to deal with souls. God has to wake them up in the middle of the night. God has to bring them in. And God is the one that will fill them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Stand with me, if you will. In the name of Jesus Christ, I believe you, God. I believe you, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You want to come up around the front and we'll join together? Amen. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name. Thank you for your goodness and your help. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you, if you feel the prick of a thorn... To search out your life. Say, God, I want everything under the blood. I want everything. I want to be right with you, God. Come on, tell him together, Lord, in Jesus' name. I believe you, Jesus. I believe you, Jesus. I believe you, Jesus. I believe you, Jesus.